Hello. And welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have two very special guests, Miss Sabrina Robinson. Woo! Hey! And Miss Sid King. Hey! And today we are talking about Madame, released in 2017, written and directed by Amanda Stairs, about an American couple living in France that has an unlucky number of guests at their dinner party, so they ask their maid to pose as a member of the aristocracy. Uh, First question I have for you guys is, was this your first experience with French cinema? Because it was mine. Oh, no, it's not my first experience. But it was a very cool one. No, it wasn't my first experience. Mine was uh, the trip, like the Triplets Baudelaire, which is like a weird French animated movie, which is also the first time I saw boobs. So um, <laughs> this was like, this was easy breezy for me. Wow. Does the Triplets Baudelaire have any connection to a series of unfortunate events? So it absolutely does not because I'm not pronouncing okay. it right. So it's a completely <laughs> different word. <laughs> I think it's Wait. Um, Belleville or something. It's a, it's a location. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's Sam, a bike I... movie too. Did you see that coming? It's a movie about bikes. Wow. I did because it's French. <laughs> yeah. Sam, <laughs> I can't believe you've never seen a French movie before. I I'm just learning this about you. Well, Have we not what... talked about French movies in the last eight, seven and a half years, or no, what? No, we haven't. Not even when I took a class called French and Francophone Film. No, <laughs> I didn't know that you took that class in college. Yeah, that was my uh, what is it called? Uh, uh cp yeah they call them like seat like cultural perspective course that was required Mm. why is there my i voted stickers randomly in my lap (laughs) sorry just just in case we were wondering uh yeah i didn't even know that this was a french movie i just thought that it like took place in france but the writer director is like a french playwright interesting well none of the main cast is um is french so that's also like a thing yeah, but it was it like distributed. It was like, but it was made in France and like distributed by oh, a French okay. company. That probably yeah, the that tracks why French. it wasn't. Yeah, and it it wasn't mm-hmm. more. Because um, I felt like it was. I just want to put it out there. I, I liked it a lot, so I was surprised that I'd never heard of it before. Because I kind of like low stakes indie, feeling like movies that are gently funny. I was about to say this movie <laughs> did feel very understated. Truly, I thought the plot, I was like, something else is going to happen, and then nothing else happened. I thought she was going to kill her at the end. Sorry to jump ahead, but I, <laughs> the music was ominous. I thought, I thought that uh, Tony and Harvey's house was going to go into foreclosure. The maid was going to marry the rich dude, and then Tony would be their maid. Ooh. Well, oh, that's trick. the sequel. That's the sequel for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just called Madam. <laughs> Madam, no e. Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> Whoa, is oh Madam sh- is Ma'am short for Madam? Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely knew that, but I definitely haven't thought about it ever. So, I mean, yeah, I'm saying it like I didn't also just have a re- re- revelation. I am having a revelation, but I think so. Does anyone ever call you guys ma'am? I've I've just <laughs> No, Sid's just really good at saying it. <laughs> I call everybody ma'am. It's like my sarcastic, it's like 
if I'm being treated weirdly at like a restaurant or something and I'm like retelling the story, I'll be like, ma'am. Also, I call Sabrina's dog, ma'am, because yeah. it is absolutely a ma'am. She's like a Southern belle and a little bit. She has too much power. Too much, too much attitude. So to like tone it down, you have to be like, uh, ma'am, <laughs> sit down. You're a dog. <clears throat> yep. Is her name so- ma'am? Her name is Lucy. Mm-hmm. Ma'am. She's a very person. classy name for it a, is a classy yeah. name. She's a just classy made dog. this life for her. She's a classy dog, yeah. What Lucy much. would absolutely play Tony Collette's character in an all dog. Yes. <laughs> in an all dog version of this movie. I was wondering all why she seemed version. so familiar. I was like, what is this person? And then I realized it, it's Sabrina's dog. She just like speaks with her eyes and she's like so bougie. <laughs> She'd be like, um, I told you not to speak and not to drink. <laughs> Ma'am. God. So you guys um, have all met this dog, and I don't even know who this dog is. She should have okay. joined. If she could talk, she would join the podcast. But. It's all right. I'm a cat lover. I have two of them. They're not here. Oh, They're somewhere. That's, that's lovely, though, too. I hate dogs. I will never. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't hate them. I just, You're being so I like, rude to our guest. I know. I'm sorry. That's so uncalled for, ma'am. I, I, I didn't ma'am? mean to do that. <laughs> You know what? Distinct lack of pets in this film, I will say, right? There's no That's pets. That's so true. Yeah. No pets. Not even like hmm. a parakeet or some shit. No, Jeez. and they seem like, she seems like somebody who would be really uptight and have and a dog. She, they have like Siamese. You know what Siamese she seems pets. like? She seems like that family seems like they had a golden retriever in America, but then it would have mm. like cost money to bring it to France. So they just put it down. Oh my yeah, god. I was sure. hoping you'd say they give it away. <laughs> no, no, they put it down. Oh my god. Like, like a four-year-old whole... golden retriever. Yeah. Like its whole head of life ahead of it. It's like, no. <laughs> that and whole Tony's story like, line. well, what were we supposed to do? Pay 800 extra dollars? Like, ugh. Well, Take her on a 13-hour plane ride? Rich people with dogs, that's so true. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Season 9, but... <laughs> There's this whole thing where one of them, she owns a dog shelter, and then this other girl, well, girl, woman, this other ma'am, um, that's friends with her, adopts a dog from the shelter, but then doesn't tell her and gives the dog away, like, immediately, because it, quote-unquote, bit her kid or something, which is not true. <laughs> and then, or, like, it scared them. So they gave it away, but they didn't tell them, even though they were contractually obligated to tell them that they gave the dog to someone else. They didn't just give it back to the shelter twice. And then they blame the woman who owns the dog shelter on this whole thing. And she has to leave the show. Oh, my God. Remember oh my God. remember yeah. when, like, Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt were in the news for, they had a dog and they didn't want it anymore, so they just left it on the side of the road. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> this woman runs an advice podcast. <laughs> Who? Anna Ferris? Yeah. Well, she's still better than Chris Pratt. I know. I agree. He probably oh, told her to do it. You know who doesn't do that? <laughs> Paris Hilton has all of the animals she's ever purchased, including what she thought were teacup pigs and are just full-sized pigs. So she oh just had three, like two or three full-sized pigs. Well, you know, teacup pigs apparently don't actually exist. They're they don't actually exist. just nope. baby pigs that people sell as teacup pigs and then they grow into real pigs. Hi, I met your My- mother lied to everybody. It's my favorite scam. <laughs> yeah, because no one cares enough about it to stop it, but it's also like... Mm-hmm. It's like, now you got bacon. So, I mean, if you really didn't want that <laughs> thing anymore. But it exposes the fact that everybody probably returns their pigs. 
yeah. after yeah. like a month. Mm-hmm. Or, or they turn them. into like Instagram artists. Have you seen the pigs with the paintbrushes in their mouth? What? No. No. Like, what they, is that? Like, it's like it's very like America's Got Talent, like <laughs> country fair realness. I don't know. It's a thing. We'll look it up later. <laughs> Could not be less French is a potbellied pig painting. Oh, I forgot we were talking about France. Sam, you never saw Amelie? No, oh, I yeah. haven't. Is what? Amelie a French film? Super fun. It's literally Super the French. most French film of all like a, that I've ever seen. I thought it was just like seen. an American film about a French woman. Oh no! It's no, it's super very French. All I know it's is all that in there... French. There's no English dialogue. It's all French. Oh wow! What about and there's yeah. um, what what language is Umbrellas of Cherbourg? Because I've seen that, I and no I know idea. that there were subtitles. Sounds Borg sounds is definitely Dutch. not French. Yeah, it sounds Dutch. Or I think like it's German. Dutch. That's hot. Oh, it's on HBO Max. See, I like French movies. Oh no, because... it's French. Wait. Oh. This is funny. Yes, it is French. Okay. That's the only There's other French one... movie that I've seen. Oh, I, well, I took French in high school and I was I love France. And yeah, I just think it's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> well, French mean... movies are really fun. If you like are in a mood to just be introspective, they're yeah, hilarious. Disneyland Paris blanket as a curtain Ooh. right now. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I'm so French. I'm just <laughs> francophiles unite especially disneyland paris no but um i don't know where i was going with that but i'm trying to remember the name of this french movies i watched anyway um i think it's an inspired choice to cast tony collette as an american in a french movie that's yeah i'd say because she's australian which i did not know i I thought she was american she's so good at being like an american woman you know what's funny about her sam is that her i've i mean i've realized this before but her main american dialect is like kind of snobby sounding a little bit in yeah. general so and she uses like it a she... lot so she plays a rich white american woman mm-hmm. like very well like yeah yeah she's Has heard of Nicole Kidman been in anything no i don't think oh, so. the hours the hours oh fuck oh, the hours but they didn't interact in that movie nicole uh, tony's only in one scene and it's a different timeline is everyone in that movie australian I don't think just so. Them. Just them. Is Meryl that... Streep Australian? <laughs> Secretly. Meryl Streep's been Australian this whole time. That fits the narrative. That's how good of an actor she is. I feel like She's I probably would... any nationality. I feel like I would believe Julianne Moore being Australian. I thought she was like a hardcore Bostonian when I first saw her because I first because saw her. She was on, on Dirty 30 Rock. Rock. And she has such an intense Boston accent that I didn't realize was a joke. And yeah. she's a but, redhead. I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, an Irish. But yeah, so you guys have seen Tony and other things, or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other? But no, honestly, I hadn't heard a lot of the movies that you had sent over. So I just remember her most recently in like Knives Out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. not another like leading character yeah. one. Yeah, Sorry, she's been she's been in like 80 movies, and I feel like. Um, we only know about five of them. You um, mean like we, we as a culture? As, as a culture. We <laughs> as know a about yeah. 75 of them so far. So <laughs> I think she just like shows up. Like I'm not, so like she's just in movies and I'm not like, oh, that's a Tony Collette film, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's true. She wouldn't, she's, she's not a, like a Cameron a, Diaz you, film. 
She's a utility player. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Sam hates Cameron Diaz. But I was going to say... <laughs> I just don't the, think she's interesting. I don't think I get it either. I'm just but not she has for her. a genre of movie that you associate her with. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Tony doesn't, which is cool. Tony's yeah. like a step above those actors who you don't know who they are, but they've been in everything. Tony's like, oh, I know who she is. She's been in everything, but I forgot. Has yeah. Tony Collette ever been in a movie musical? Because if so, then she is the jo- the female John C. Riley. I John love John C. Riley. Uh, Weirdly, no, but wait. she does sing. She is a singer. She is the female John C. Riley. I think that's offensive. No, it's <laughs> not. John that C. Riley amazing. is the male Tony Collette. He's in the hours. He is. Wait, is he? He's in the Tony storyline, I think. I think he's, he's the husband. Moore's husband. Yeah. Oh my god. And I feel like you know this. I just have to throw it out there. Do you know that John Early is extremely Tony Collette obsessed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah just Sam bought sure. us her his um Tony fanzine. Okay. <laughs> have you listened to his A twenty four interview with her? I do. I have not because I'm jealous. I'm it's jealous like, too. He not only like got to be interviewing her, he was in a movie with her, Fun Mom Dinner, which we watched. Which was which incredible. We, and he plays a bartender that like she yells at. Wait, um, does she yell at him? Yeah. They might yell at each. I know that he screams. <laughs> um, what did we think of Harvey Keitel's hot British son in this movie? He has a hot British son who's like 32 and uh, yeah, Tony and Harvey. To- well, because that's his son from a previous marriage. This is like a succession situation. It's a, I think so. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. And then Tony and Harvey have like eight-year-old children, even though Harvey Keitel is on the edge of 90 years old. He looks just like alone. my grandpa. Can I tell you, he looks just like my grandpa. <gasps> like literally exactly like him. My pappy. As Good what for I your grandpa. Him. Honestly, so, I know. I'm into Harvey um, Keitel. Who he was very, yeah, but then he took his shirt off and I got really uncomfortable. But, um, you know, why they do that? Okay, like, all, okay, it's fine. All the times in this movie that Tony is talking about how she still wants to be sexy and she's and she like throws up sometimes because she wants to stay thin. I'm like, for Harvey Keitel, you're worried about not being sexy enough for Harvey Keitel? You know what? I think there really isn't, there should be an adultery storyline. Like, honestly, what's her motivation for Harvey Keitel? Money, French guy. Maybe. Well, she oh, yeah. did have an adultery moment when she threw that coin into the fountain. Yeah. <laughs> That's all she did. <laughs> that was though. a metaphor. <laughs> um, circling back on the sun, um, his hair was truly insufferable. And <laughs> it made me, like, I I hated him. I hated what him. Surprise! I thought you would have loved oh him, God. Sid. He um, was if, really fucked up to maybe that Maybe the idea at the of him. If, yeah, no, he was yeah, like, the idea of him. I think it was the fact that he knew he he thought I guess because he didn't get away with it for me that he like didn't I want to see both of your eyes if I can't see both of your eyes I don't trust you (laughs) and there was like I'm like what director of photography was like actually put it more in front of his face I don't want I don't want to know if he's acting with his face I don't want to know any of that I just want one eyeball it made me seethe wow That is, he really never looked at anybody straight on in that entire movie. (laughs) He's so insecure. (laughs) That is hilarious. Yeah. So he was annoying. 
Should we? I liked I him. Sam? I, I didn't. I didn't like him, but I enjoyed him. Like he was a he was problematic, but I enjoyed. I thought that he was funny. Well, and to bring like it up, because I love I love a floppy haired man, mm-hmm. and his hair was too floppy. Wow. And who I knew? Guess, I, I have a threshold, and that was it. <laughs> who knew she oh had a threshold? <laughs> and he even has an accent, which is like bonus points. And, and I truly really couldn't stand him. He's somebody no. I would match on Hinge with, go on the first date and be like, I have to keep dating him, right? And everyone would be like, yes. And then after two months, he would break my heart. And I think that's why I didn't like him because I knew exactly. I didn't think about him at all. He was, he was a fun character. <laughs> I didn't map out this entire interaction in real life. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh. No, I watched this movie because Harvey Keitel was in it. I literally <laughs> looked it up and I was like, I love me some Harvey Keitel. Mostly 70s like, Harvey Keitel, but he's feel still like hot. I've never, I know who he is, but I don't remember anything else he's been in. I genuinely thought that he was a murderer until I Googled it. <laughs> he kind of looks he's like John Voight. Violent... Yeah, a little. I think that I mixed him up with Who's the Jinx? Oh, 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 Robert Durst. Yeah, I mix up Harvey Keitel and Robert Durst, Who's I think. Who's that? He's a, he, I don't he's even know who he is, but I know. Is Robert I Durst used to, listen to this. I don't know. I used to listen to this podcast, and they talked about Robert Durst all the time, and I had no idea who he was, so I only know of him as this guy these podcasters talked about, but I loved it. He, like, kind of killed people. Um, should we do that thing, Sam, where we summarize the movie in 45 seconds? Oh, um, well, I, th- I think, wait. I gotta take sorry, a call. My, sorry, my grandma, <laughs> no, my grandma just texted me telling me, um, to go home to Long Island because of the social unrest in our society. Um, <laughs> I mean, we do live grandma. in New York. I will say that sometimes when there is social unrest, I'm like walking around the city and I look up at the tall buildings and I'm like, mm, okay. I don't, I, I don't live anywhere near the Morgan L. So I'm pretty sure I'm safe. That's true. <laughs> I keep meaning to, I keep thinking I should share that for you. Yeah. Have you guys heard about this guy punching women off the Morgan L? Didn't they catch him? I thought that they catched, they, they caught him. They catched him. And then, because he was like attacking women from behind, so nobody could ID him, mm-hmm. so they had to let him go because of like rights. What? That feels oh my so, god! That feels so like 1930. Like, oh well, he did it. For, he like came up from behind me. So it, like, wait. So then they were they able to run away, or did he abduct them? What was going on? No, he he would just like punch them and then run. And how old was he? Is this like a 12 year old? No, no, this is like a dude. This is like a something. I would say, uh, you know what? I don't want to misspeak, but it was like it's a 45 like year old man who just feels like punching women in the back it's like of the a, head. It, yeah, it's like a grown man. There is unrest. Yeah. Mary, I was just, your grandma's this right. Is why, yeah. This is why. But that's uh, not why she moved. said, because she thinks that they're going to like take the coup to like right outside my apartment. Sam, you shouldn't have left Manhattan. I told you. Oh my god. <laughs> I wonder whatever happened with Rick Moranis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He got was like. He was at the Morgan L. <laughs> it was him. 
we're Imagine gonna if Rick Moranis was punching women at the head of Brooklyn train station. <laughs> I think that would be. Imagine going to the police, being like, "I just got punched in the face by Rick Moranis." I would I mean, be. I punched him in the face. I would let Tony punch me in the face. Yes, she was one of those um, skinny-toned women, which mm-hmm. is like like a, a plot of this. Movie. She's definitely scrappy. Yeah, she's skinny-toned, which is like. She's that very Pilates. Mm-hmm. Pilates. Yoga Pilates. First, the teeniest little um, sports bra she can. And little booty yeah, shorts. She, yeah, because she's got like itty bitty titties. And she should. She does. I was I'm happy to her. get a return of her boobs. Um, <laughs> if she ever finds out about us, by the way, Sam, I'm going to have you, we're going to have to go through all. I really thought about this. every this episode. Is something that I thought about before. Oh, go through every episode and cut every every time I talk about her boobs. Because she shows her boobs in a lot of things, and every time it happens, we're like Tony boobs. Because they're great. <laughs> I am in full support of them. You need like a sound effect, like ba 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 Tony boobs. But she hasn't shown her <laughs> boobs. Yeah, she hasn't shown her boobs since like two thousand. Since like Velvet uh, Goldmine. Yeah, she was in Velvet Goldmine. Yeah, she was. Uh, I the... saw that movie like ten years ago or so when I was going through such a Hugh and McGregor and a Jonathan Reese Myers phase at the same time, oh, and then wow. I found this movie. Oh, and it was the weird. She's the movie. woman. She's the like their mutual girlfriend or whatever. Oh my god, I need to rewatch it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and her name is like Alexa Star or something. Yeah, she wears like a Sally Bowles. And wig. then, do you know how she got cast in it? She sent a fax to the casting director's office, handwritten, that said, "I am Alexa Star" or whatever the character's name was. And the casting director was like, "That's in character." Awesome, incredible. I, I should know. start doing that. Um, I don't know. I don't know the fax numbers of any casting directors. I'm too lazy Neither to do look I. it up. Um, oh, but um, yeah, should uh, I was thinking, I don't know how to really approach movies like this talking about because it's like, it's so, so not really, it's not plotty, you know, it's not like much happened. Well, I thought that the entire movie was going to be the dinner party, which me too. It was, was very, like, very play like it was very much a play mm-hmm. for the first like 45 minutes. Yeah. When you said it was written by a playwright, that makes immense sense. Yeah. The dialogue, too, because it's, like, very, like, not self-reflective. It was very, like, let me talk my feelings out instead of... Mm-hmm. And it, I think it was kind of probably based on, like, Moliere-type plays, because they talk about Moliere. And then it's, like, you know, you have the up, always upper-class um, family. The the maid is always a huge role in any, like, old French play. Like, you have the, like reckless son who does a bunch of stuff i don't know it was very it was fun i mean my yeah. my theater nerd this was, was like, this was very oh, tartuffe in a way um yeah. that son was basically uh the the son from i was just about to say marcus mars because that's who it was played little, it at marymount it was a little jacobian too like very Chekhov, <laughs> like oh. maids and and drinking and working is very jacobian and um yeah you guys are awesome <laughs> this podcast is not 
paying off my student loans. But <laughs> you know what? It has nothing to do with RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a um, something I could contribute. But oh my gosh, let's talk about Drag Race. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I so, Simone should win. I think Simone is winning. Yeah, I floor constantly constantly floored and i'm like I, want, I was like i want to have lived in the 90s and i'm like i i did live in the 90s no <laughs> wants me i still want to go back because of so you know no one ever brings back the 90s people only bring back the 80s and i'm like can we move on please <laughs> i mean i love the 80s but it's like what is this fixation on the 80s well it's like, um, i love it but it's a nostalgia like it's a whole fashion cycle everyone thinks that they're doing things on their own time but really like economically and like per the fashion theory it's completely in line basically if you weren't alive to experience it you are trying to bring it back which is why right. the 2000s kids are like oh my gosh tamagotchis are so cool and it's like they're not they're not <laughs> well, that cool literally so, I think so the 90s boring. might come back now the 90s will come back in the 2021 i mean the 2021s the 2020s yes wow. exactly. um it's always we're always like 30 years mm-hmm you know oh, okay. what fucking sucks is that just now I was like, I can't believe we're in a new decade. We've been in a new decade for over a year. Yeah, but I feel like culturally it did I feel like so. a series finale of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it is either, either going to be like that was a series finale or that was a really messy series premiere. Um, hopefully it was the, the, the finale. I, I'm so fucked up and I can, everything I think about is pop culture related. So like during the insurrection or whatever, I was just like, oh my God, this season finale is so crazy. Like, and like badly written, but also. What's weird is that it kind of feels like it's been a year of season finales. Yeah. We might in fact be in a reboot actually. Yeah. (laughs) A reboot of what? (laughs) The nineties. Reboot of the 90s. Reboot of the Civil War. Uh, Watch Uh, out, Cameron. No bras? We're back in the 90s. Sex in the City. I have given up wearing a bra. I've been, yeah, I don't wear bras anymore. For what? Like, it's just literally why. (laughs) I mean, I'd like for exercise, which I don't do. Yeah. I still wear a little something, but mostly because of chafing. Everyone who's like, I can't wear them anymore, I'm like, do you not have. See, I just don't have tits to begin with. I just have nipples. So for me, but like, do your uh, nipples chafe though? Because I, no. I know I don't have boobs, but it was cold, and I was wearing the wrong fabric outside, <laughs> and I was wearing like a t-shirt, a, like a scratchy cotton t-shirt. Ew. I know this is like, what am I talking about? Like cis man problems, but listen, I, my nipples and I, we lead different lives. One of my nipples is extremely mom turn this off. One of my nipples is extremely sensitive, way more than the other one. I don't know what's going on with that. It's my gay nipple. And then <laughs> it, it was just very, I, I also know I just met you. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna finish the story. I'm sorry, it's TMI, whatever, it's my nipple. It's very pointy and it hurts so bad. And I was wearing an yeah. overshirt. So I had to literally roll my t-shirt up, up to my like neck under and button up the other shirt. Mm. So I'm walking around and I feel like I have like a bra on that I'm hiding to the world under my, it was very bizarre. And, and that's then I why... realized I walked by a window and I saw that you could see it. You could see yeah. some of my skin. So I had to button more up. It was, it was, 
I don't know. That was that was my series finale. Your your bra experience is exactly just one of many reasons why I gave you permission to say cunt during fun mom dinner. Yeah. <laughs> my bra experience. I've never it. actually worn a bra before. Um you don't uh, need it's not fun. Exactly as you imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's it's there. And after eight hours you really want to take it off. Mm-hmm. I asked a question for someone I know who wears bras um, uh, about like as far as when I started wearing masks every day I was like oh how many masks should I buy because I don't want to wash it it smells bad I have a new one like how many bras do people own you know what I mean <laughs> that's what yeah. I was thinking the thing is it's like it's like two like everybody mm-hmm. or you only wear two you own like seven to ten yeah and you wear two but i think there's so many hybrids now that like the line is so blurry like what is and isn't a bra like yeah bralettes yeah bralettes yeah i wear basically i wear these like fruit of the loom like nothing like just stopping short of like a nursing bra that i get from kohl's and i get them in a three pack and yeah they're like a cotton sports bra which is two things that should not go together like that's seriously that's just a that's just a sweat recipe yeah well yeah i don't i don't perspirate too much so i'm lucky there i'm okay congratulations i'm just just cold and i'm always i'm I'm just cold so you you win some you lose some yeah is there a coals in the city no um i ordered online so, oh, okay. fun fact that I work for Kohl's Corporate, so, yeah, yeah. I miss Kohl's. <laughs> we I used to go with my mom you. all the time. Mm-hmm. I know, my parents took me there, like, all the time. Yeah. It was such a fun time. My aunt loves Kohl's. Only your aunt, not your parents. <laughs> my mom does, but my aunt, like, exclusively shops at Kohl's. It's, it's, I should. Mean, in the best way, we are a little culty because our sales kind of like our, our mental gymnastics and like real math and people take really great pride in understanding how it works. Um, and oh, like how you save like $800. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yes. Um, there's also this like whole like millennial uprising happening for Kohl's in, in a good way. Like there's so many Kohl's cash TikToks and I'm like, Keep them coming, please. Give me a little job security. So, <laughs> right. I'm glad Coles is staying in business. Yeah, love that. Um, I hope no one listens. To that. No one, no one. <laughs> I say that like I, have- <laughs> I don't. Okay, actually, that would be more offensive to my, the people I work with. Is that I said I'm I- not allowed to talk about the company that I'm employed for, even though I'm furloughed. Because when I signed my contract, there was this whole thing that was like, you can't talk about us even until at all for any reason until two years after you worked here. Interesting. Like, well, I have a podcast. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I have a podcast with at least three regular listeners. So actually, you know what's so to- you know what's so interesting? There's definitely like a media clause in my contract, and I hope I don't get fired over this. Well. Well, you know what? We won't. Why don't you blurp out, blurp, bleep out oh gosh, please, please every use of the word calls for like Saturday Night Live or something. <laughs> Change each. OK, wait, say Saturday Night Live, Sam, move. Uh, I'm giving, you know, you have a I lot of work I absolutely will not be able to do this on Audacity. <laughs> I barely know how to cut things out. OK, we'll um, just say Saturday 
nightlife. <laughs> Saturday that's all, that's how all of us who work there say it. So, yeah. Oh my God. Everybody who works at SNL calls it Coles. <laughs> From here on the out, inside SNL will be referred to heretofore SNL will be referred to as Coles. Yes. Why can't Tony host SNL? Literally. I feel like she, she should so have funny. after the six cents. Yeah. yeah, that's probably yeah. the biggest thing. I, I don't even know who was on SNL in like 2002. They had so many. Wait, didn't Liam Neeson host it for Live Knives Out, or did he host it for something else? Taken. No, he hosted it last year, right? I don't think he's he in Knives Out. Like in finale. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, Knives Out is um the James Bond guy. Daniel he did though. He did host people. it. Daniel Craig did. Yeah. Daniel Craig. That's what I he meant. He did host I, for Knives Out. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Which. Tall white man. <laughs> is actually, Liam tall, Neeson. Actually? Liam Neeson did host Four Knives Out. He was promoting the so movie. I was, I was so close. That he liked. He oh. liked. He loved Knives Out so much that he was like, "I'm gonna go on SNL and promote this movie I wasn't in." This is like when Pete Davidson went on Jimmy Fallon to promote Good Time. <laughs> this is like when Pete Davidson went on. Um, I, I don't know what I was going with that. <laughs> All I know is I don't, I'm jealous of Pete Davidson. One time, my friend Amanda made a Tumblr post saying that Pete Davidson was ugly. And then she got an anonymous message a minute later that said he has Crohn's. <laughs> what? I know people with Crohn's who are not ugly. I know so. people with Crohn's who are beautiful. Isn't Crohn's a literal, like an IBS thing? Yeah, it's just that like you. But it like makes you. But it also can make you like pale and like malnourished looking. Yeah, because you know it like dehydrates you. Yeah. Isn't that the look though nowadays? It's very nineties. Yeah, (laughs) I mean I've been trying to bring it back since I was a kid. Like I'm so hungry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If Davidson does anything, my parents or my mom's like, "Look what P. Davidson's doing. You could be doing this." And I'm like, oh, well, that's she's like, that's you're the same age. No, I mean, it's just motivational. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I'm Wait, not on people, SNL. Are people here attracted to Pete Davidson? Yes. Sorry. No. No, not are me. Are you? Wow. Oh, three against one. All right. I guess I'm not anymore. <laughs> no, he's funny and we have the same personality disorder. So. Oh. Every time Pete okay. Davidson acts up. Uh, and then says that he has borderline personality disorder. I'm like, stop telling them that's what we're like. You know what, Sam? <laughs> I've never seen you guys in the same room. I am P. Davidson. <laughs> what do you think it's like to date Ariana Grande? I feel like she's probably the most annoying person ever. I don't think so. We've seen interviews with her. But I also have a very high tolerance for- For annoying um, people. Annoying women. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it like a bad. Well, I'm not like, trying no, to be I don't. sexist, I but mean, I bet she's like so annoying. Like there, I, there are certain personality types <laughs> where I'm like, I can see how you'd be annoying to somebody else, but I personally enjoy it. Sure. Like, I mean, I'm like that. No, yeah, I know. I, 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 I don't. I feel like you guys saying that it's a bad thing, but I really, I feel like I would be friends with her, but I would just be like, oh my god, she's so annoying. But I would like still hang out with her all the time because <laughs> no one else, uh, you know. 
Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Because you were the only two cool people in the French films and Francophones class. Me and Ariana Grande. Do you think that Ariana Grande would like this movie? Yeah. Yeah. I think that when Tony said that she's a little bit bulimic, she would be like, that's not okay. Oh, she's canceled. Do you think, I wonder, something that I wonder about celebrities with very strong, like, children followings, uh, you know Mm. how sometimes those celebrities have to be, like, a role model in public Mm. and stuff? Like Adina Menzel now. Yeah. Do you you think that that ever extends to their personal life? Like, they're sort of, do you think that they're on kind of high alert for behaving in ways that um, would cause trouble? I don't know. Like no well, coke. It depends on how famous you are. Yeah. Because if it depends on who anybody could like post a photo. But if you're like well, I mean Ariana Grande licked that donut and then she was fine. Yeah. She was ahead of her time. Like here here's the thing is that I liked this movie, but I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I actually okay. took some notes. I have some questions over. Is that okay? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, please. please let's please let's talk <clears throat> about the movie. Okay. No, so I, I, I really down, liked it. I coveted the V sexy opening. Um yes. remember what happened? But will someone remind me why the opening was so sexy? I don't remember the opening. It's the they opening is the opening is them on bikes and she's like, ride mm. beside me. And he's like, no. And then she just goes off biking on her own and then Oh, I think um, it's caught in the rain. Started talking. And then I was There's, like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, oh, so they're gonna they're gonna be those kinds of people. I get it. I yeah, Tony was terrible. I mean, she was a terrible person in the movie. Yeah. She was so rude. Well, basically the whole first like half, I would say, is like the dinner. She's like, I don't want to have 13 guests at my table because the Harvey Keitel invites his son who she hates and actually I, I wrote this down i like the line where she says um he goes be because he's like a writer and she's he's like be proud of me and tony goes how about i kill you and i just thought that was fun and then <laughs> she invites the maid maria to the dinner and she ends up falling in love with this man who looks a lot like this other guy all of the guys were very interchangeable mm-hmm. um except for harvey Keitel. It was like the Bridgerton cast. All those sons look exactly the same. I don't know if you've watched uh, it. And I watched it twice and I still couldn't tell you which one was which. I haven't seen it yet. Well, do your best. Good luck. <laughs> um, I literally wrote, the son's hair is insufferable. We didn't see both of his eyes until 25 minutes into the movie. I actually noted <laughs> when we saw both of his eyes and I wrote, Oh my god. The time. Also, um, I was really sad we didn't get like any backstory on scary fashion. As a yeah. person fashion, I was really Was like, she the, like, the divorced the, like, woman? Fairly no, she's the black character. one. No, she was the black oh. one. No. Or or was she the know which one scary fashion? Yeah, there were a lot of random women at the table who didn't come back into the movie later, but they brought all the interchangeable men back for some reason. Yes, they did. I'm like, if there's a scary fashion woman, I want to see her clothes. Also, (laughs) clothes did not fit a single person in the cast, which made me sad. Um, Oh, Oh, how about the... Oh, no, what'd you say? What was the maid's name? Maria. 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 
Sorry, I did watch this last week. Um, nothing oh. she wore fit her, and I felt like everything she wore was from somebody else's closet. And I think they did her dirty in that sense. Like, they couldn't character build with her costume. I think that that was kind of intentional, though, right? Because she... She steals Tony's clothes. Yeah, she steals mm-hmm. Tony's clothes. There was, was one scene stealing, that was... She was stealing like, clothes throughout. Like, when she was out of her... Okay, I thought yeah. she was only wearing the white dress that was Tony's. I think And I she lived in the house, too, in this tiny right. little room, which was very, like not furnished it's very like rude yeah I, did, I think i didn't understand that some of the clothes were hers and some of the clothes were tony's i thought only the white dress was tony's so oh, okay that's on I'm... me and i rescind my <laughs> i think the I only thing she wore that was hers was the were the like very garish like high heels that tony didn't like like yeah, the rainbow good ones good word oh that made Sorry. me so angry <laughs> That made, I seed the anger because I was like, nothing you're wearing, Tony, is that cute. Oh. oh Can we talk about those barrettes, though, in her hair? The yeah. Day? I did not like those. Tony's. Or at least, yeah. They were very striking. And they're like, they it didn't match the rest of the outfit. Right. And then she has a nerve to I be mad at that girl in her shoes. And then her shoe size, when she says she's an eight, oh my God. I'm a nine. She was like, oh, Louis Vuitton doesn't even make an eight. I'm like, what? 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 That's a normal shoe size. Yeah. Oh, I liked I Tony's gold LeMay dress, though. Sorry. That was good. Oh, was and nice... just the way that until the second it was done being put on, I had no idea how it worked. Right? I was, I was like, is that supposed to? And I was like, is she wearing a cape? I was like, it's a rope. And then she like started zipping it up. And I was Ties like, I don't understand how it works. And then it had the thing underneath. And then she tied it around. And I was like, that was. That's architecture. Very <laughs> Greek goddessy sort of thing. I, I think, think she okay. should have left the back open. I don't think she should have zipped it. Interesting point. I agree. So I think but she would never have thought that. She's not. She's not a smart character. No. Well, especially so. I think part of it was the um the necklace that she wears from it's her, her tennis instructor, right? Oh. That she gets. Yeah. So that necklace is like oh. tacky because it's <clears throat> so this brand isn't tacky, but like. That is like it's those Van Cleef, Van Cleef and Arpels, I'm pretty sure, and it's like it's kind of tacky because it's just like it's like an an UGG boot. Like if you have a certain amount of money or like the Tiffany like Tiffany necklace, everybody had. Like it's very typical. And she was like, oh, it's like the height of fashion. Maybe I'm the only one who took it that way, and that was no. I think that that's that probably like that, a hidden Easter egg. That's cool that you. Yeah, and then that. she's like playing with it constantly, like, oh, I'm the height of fashion because I have this necklace, and I'm like, you're literally wearing a station necklace from Van Cleef and Arpels. If you're going to wear something important, like you're going to spend money on something, don't have it be just that a simple, which I think is. Wow. Yeah, and it's also cool because um, Maria was given those really pretty like red earrings that were probably more expensive than the necklace. She started wearing them with her maid's uniform. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Subtle. Um, I like that a lot. I also, um, yeah, Tony, like, saying things to her, like, don't smile, don't. I was just very funny because it's like, this was her idea. Maria didn't want to do it at all. Mm-hmm. And then she gets something out of it and Tony gets furious, which is basically the rest, rest of the movie. I liked when Tony was saying that she was going from ABC to HBO. And yeah. then Maria says it to the guy that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> is interested yeah. in her she's like oh uh he's like where are you from she's like uh, abc to hbo uh, yeah. <laughs> um also 
and this is horrible, did not pick up on that she was Spanish until she was like, I am from Mallorca. So I was like, <laughs> great. I studied abroad in Spain. I was there for six months. And oh, I- no. I, I didn't have to say that. No one had to know. Why did I just- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Let me half my notes are about the sun. I also have, sun was a prick. This is a separate note from his eye comment. And then yeah. does even have a conscience underline 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 he I really was, doesn't at all he, he doesn't like i liked him but he sucked oh and he gives it he gives her phone number without telling her what it is to uh-huh. the guy and the guy he's already told him is um a what uh she's like a countess or a duchess or something that that's mm-hmm. the lie that they make up and then she yeah. doesn't know she thinks that he knows that she's a maid which i thought that um, stretched the bounds of my imagination a little bit too far when she was like, "He knows they didn't who I am." Talk and about they... anything? Exactly. I was like, "What did they talk about? Like, how was your day?" My boss, Tony Collette, was being a total bitch. Like, how? <laughs> how does it never come up in conversation? Oh I'm my like... god! Wait, what was that scene? Who was Tony talking to when she was like defending the fact that she didn't? She wasn't like classist by saying like you know i'm a lifelong democrat yes like that she was talking to maria yeah afterwards oh yeah after after the dinner party when tony's like and oh and that like part about voting for um oh no it's harvey Keitel's first wife voted for brexit and she wanted to make him vote for reagan and he said he didn't because they Mm -hmm. were in athens at the time Thank God. So, do we think there's a point to it being the Last Supper? Like, yes. Oh, that is the dumbest sentence I ever said. But <laughs> um, well, I think the thirteen people probably right, or is there something else? Because they yeah. they point that out in the movie. They're like, but also the fact he just has the Last Supper in his home that mm-hmm. didn't make <laughs> yeah him. like they basically so... rich, but not like owning the Last Supper rich. Was it was it the Last Supper or was it like a really good? like uh in, in, an imitation of it well, the, well it could have been like a study maybe which is like yeah a study, that's what I meant. Meetings and stuff like that but like so it's a Botticelli right painted um a Caravaggio oh, but they say Caravaggio, Caravaggio so maybe it... yeah the whole thing there's the whole tension quote-unquote tension there's no tension this whole movie about it being authenticated yeah and it's just a study so it might just be which a is study. also funny yeah, it's I not feel like they like... have the actual Mona Lisa in their house, and they're like, well, because none of them are French. It. They have a fake Last Supper. They have the only fake real maids. person is Maria. Yeah. She's real. She's a real one. Mm-hmm. I really hated the uh, the guy that she was with. I think that yeah. the movie yeah. would have been stronger if he was cool at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he was, if he was played by Harvey Keitel. If yeah, if he was played by Robert Durst. I would have liked that yeah. better. Oh, oh my God. Um, what was that random, random scene where she was just dancing with like the maids and the sun? That was like five I liked seconds that. long. I did yeah. too, but I it's, it was the most random thing ever. I think that that um, made it a little bit more plausible that she would give <laughs> the sun a hug at the very end when yeah, she's leaving. But beyond mm-hmm. that, because he kind of fucked up her using life her a little story bit. And using her story for his novel. Yeah. He low-key he got her fired. Yeah. 
She never oh, finds out no. about that he was using. Because I was like, no. oh, he's picking up the. I was like, this is going to be a thing. She's picking up the book. Mm-hmm. And then she just hands it back to him. And I'm well, like. Well, she didn't know what it was. She she was just being helpful because she's a great person. Well, I was waiting for her to pick up the maid because we already saw the cover. Right? So, like, I was just waiting for her yeah. to realize. But I think also um, I was just waiting for it to have, like, very American beats. And mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, that's true. It's not an American well, movie. When she says at the poolside to, so what's his face? Maria's man takes her to the, this like pool chateau, whatever. And Tony's there with Harvey and also the other people that she's having an affair with for some reason. And it's like, and she says, oh, I'm their maid. And I thought for a second in my American mind, I was like, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a big crying confession. They're going to make up, whatever. But. No, then nobody believed it, and it was like, but she did tell him later. Tony did, right? Yeah. Yes. Did he intentionally ignore her, or did he not even know it was her? That's the thing. What do you think? I think he intentionally ignored her. I feel like you can't have relations with someone in whatever they're dressed up in, and then they come that close to you, and you can't realize that that's them. So I think he intentionally ignored her. That's fair. Especially, like, who else would it have been i was truly like on the edge of my seat like he's gonna look back he's gonna look back and he made right? it and mm-hmm. it didn't happen it was so this- evil of tony to i be, also like, feel too- like Ugh. tony says there's something about maria that you need to know we cut away from them and then we cut back mm-hmm. to her saying like i'm sorry that i had to be the one to tell you so i feel like if she told him something I yeah. feel like if I feel like if she told him something besides she's our maid, we would have seen it. But, yeah, in his face mm, or something. Yeah. Why would she want to do that? Like, wouldn't she want to say face uh, and not look like she lied? So maybe was it was even something even worse, you know. But then in that yeah. case, why is she calling Maria into the room later on when she's having tea with him? If anything, when he comes over, she would say, "Go to your room." So that's the thing. She's she lies about like the severity of whatever Maria's situation is and like makes it up and then was like, Look, he doesn't like you anymore. This is all over. So she like right. makes some lie that makes him like, I can't even make eye contact with Maria. What a horrible person. Yeah. But she also did say earlier, um, nobody looks at the help, which yeah. is right. also a, a true thing that he like she could have been banking on. I don't know. It was a little unclear, but I think that was yeah. But what a dick move on Tony's part. Yeah, Tony's at the character... same time. Oh no, God. she was terrible. But at the same time, I was kind of like, you know what? Now Maria is free, and she's like, mm-hmm. I don't need this loser, and I don't need this family, and I'm walking out, and I don't need these goddamn earrings. And I was like, live your life, Maria. Oh, and yeah. just the way that Tony was like, I really hate for your daughter to like, I don't know, lose all. She's of her- terrible. That I know. Fucking, oh my god. I would have kept the earrings to sell the earrings, actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love the way she walked away from the, serving them tea and just like touched the earrings. It was really. Mm-hmm. Now that I yeah. think about it, it ultimately was a happy ending for Maria that she mm-hmm. was able to leave because. But I wrote, she was her own happy ending. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, Sid. Oh, yeah. At the end of it, she goes to a massage parlor and then they give her a happy ending, and that's the happy ending. <laughs> You actually get to watch the uh, Hulu movie, um, Oh, Happiest Season, and that's her happy ending. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's my happy ending. I, Is I it really good, have... by the way? Random. Aside. Is it good? Yeah, um, the show or movie or whatever. 
It's, I guess, worth a watch. It's the one okay. of the like frustrating. It. It's one of the most frustrating things you'll ever watch. It's like, it's really? like, it, it's like good but not good. You yeah, know? I like, love well, it. it's you I know what eyebrows. It's it's subjective, I would say, because the protagonist does do um, heinous things that kind of make it very, very hard to root for her. Mm-hmm. But is this happiest season? Yeah, but but all but also, um, like Kristen Stewart is cute, and she and Aubrey Plaza have good chemistry. And another thing about that, oh yeah, no, I was just saying it. People basically want them to be together, but I and the the director Clea Duvall, who's the lesbian woman, said, you know, I understand the frustration, but it is a rom com, and also I wanted to celebrate the fact that people. Queer people on movies can have chemistry and also not be romantically involved, mm-hmm. which yeah. is not shared enough. So that's also that. that's true. It is frustrating, but, though. <laughs> but also, Kristen Stewart and her girlfriend, I thought, didn't really have chemistry. Yeah, it's it like when you're right, watching right. it, it feels like they were making this movie expecting you to react certain ways to it, and like you're really frustrated because the like you you don't have those feelings. So like it feels like the movie went on without you that yeah. makes sense but also yeah, mary steenbergen victor garber oh, excellent allison brie excellent cast so mm-hmm. i enjoyed it i had fun i'm gonna watch it again i'm gonna show my kids <laughs> it's what? gonna be a christmas mo- it's gonna be a christmas movie it's an family. instant classic as they say yeah <laughs> kristen stewart it. is uh and, and uh jinx monsoon and benzela Kramer in it so and you know what Very like true. I dare anybody to name a single romantic comedy that isn't toxic. They're all fucking toxic. Only uh, just to different degrees of toxicity. Let me name, let me name one. Um... I feel like you need some toxic characters <laughs> to create an engaging story on any level because there has to be conflict. High school musical. Oh no, there's toxicity there. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing but toxicity in high school musical. It was directed by Kenny Ortega. <gasps> I don't actually he know sh- anything about Kenny Ortega. I don't know why. He directed Hocus Pocus. Don't you dare. Kenny Ortega. Oh my gosh. Kenny Ortega's filmography is just top to bottom winners. Absolutely. He directed my favorite episode of Gilmore Girls. Oh, cool. Oh, when I was watching The Prom, I was like, why didn't Kenny Ortega direct this? Mm, yes. Yes. Fuck. Is that the one yes. with Mal Streep and mm-hmm. Corbin? Is that the new one? Yeah. yeah. And James Corden oh. doesn't need to be in it. No, he's <laughs> the worst part. Someone else. Who do we think should have played James Corden's role in the prom? Because I haven't seen it yet. Andrew Rannells. He's oh. already in the movie. Just give him the bigger part. He's like yeah. way better. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous. It should or have literally been, anyone. Or were, were, were people saying like Titus Burgess? Oh, I like him. Titus Burgess would have been great. Titus would have yeah. been really he's great. Also, he's famous enough. Meryl's already there. Why do you need like a well, late night host? Especially like if you're going to hire just um uh if you're gonna hire like one person that's like just broadway like this movie was aimed at broadway people basically right there's enough star power besides that i don't know i feel like the two the two high schoolers one of them could have been a bigger name in term for one of the four people not being one of them is going to be in the west side story movie but that was pushed back so well one of them is like 
one of the most famous people to come out of Hamilton that wasn't a lead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so, what like, I'm talking he's, about. Like, he's like Broadway famous, and I'm like, Titus has a bigger, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, Titus is like Emmy nominated, um, whatever. He's, he's performed at the Tonys, what, three times? He was Sebastian in the Little Mermaid musical, and I feel like yeah. that's Fuck. Like, I forgot I about love that. Sebastian. Yeah, he's like, he's like a huge Broadway name. He's like mainstream enough. He should be the new Samantha Jones. Yes. Absolutely. Or that cat that's on TikTok. Have you guys seen the Or that cat? <laughs> oh, I have seen the cat. Him cat troll and it's like a cat in a wig and then everybody else is a real person in Sex and the City. It's oh top notch entertainment. I think Samantha Jones should be played by Kim Richards in an iconic comeback. Oh, wow. You know, I I think it's I'm just going to say I think it's a really tired take that there's no Sex and the City without Samantha because True fans know that they're all amazing. And you know what? Also, sometimes you think that a series isn't going to last after one character leaves. And sometimes you're wrong. Like, I didn't think that I would be able to watch The OC after Marissa Cooper died. But it turns out I didn't miss her at all. See, a well-written show can handle it. But when you, like, replace, like, the lead lead after eight seasons, maybe you should just call it a quits you know i'm so glad they don't do that anymore like the office and like um that's a new show style yeah because the show's only ever at last for like a season afterwards well now they're like every even even the the oc got canceled after season four even though season four was the best season well best seasons of shows shows now like the best shows are like you know what we're not going to go past four or five because we want it to be like Mm -hmm. really good so i'm like thanks yeah so I took this off by asking that question. No, no, we always go off. <laughs> okay. We always go off. Um, what did you guys think of everybody talking about each other at the dinner party? Like somebody would be having an annoying conversation and look over at the person right next to them and fully voiced be like, she's so fucking annoying. Can you talk to me about something else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the guy yes. about that woman <laughs> yeah like, I, I was in a sorority so <laughs> yeah i feel like i was at one of the parties at our college sam yeah you know what yes were you in a sorority that... sabrina i was not no why not we, sam and i were <laughs> you know i'm being told what to do i don't know or just too many like vaginas around very straight (laughs) i don't know never got into it yeah our college didn't have greek life do these people no they don't listen whatever um they just every straight man at our school because there were only like our school was like 80 percent women yeah what school marymount manhattan college it's literally just um it's called Coles. um (laughs) it's not a it's it it's not a very competitive college to get into except for the performing arts majors. So right. basically everybody who gets in there is going there for theater or dance. Oh, is that why there weren't that many straight men? Cause I'm yes. like, that's a lot of men. Cause yeah. mine it was like- 20% like male. And then like of that 20%, I would say like 3% were straight. Maybe max 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh in any given God. year. But they had to get so, so lucky. 
but they were so well that's what they would do they would all band together and then they would every year literally every year a group of the straight guys after freshman year dorming gets an apartment on the upper east side somewhere and calls it the frat and then all the girls weekend plans are like we got to go to the frat we ought to go to the frat Mm -hmm. and me i would always be like do we really have to go to the frat because like all my friends were girls and they were like yeah that's where we're going and you're not 21 yet so you have to buy a four loco with a fake and go to the frat and watch people the frat was the social mecca (laughs) of our class in sophomore year and then i feel like after sophomore year um our class didn't all well, hang no, out together. Our art was. A oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, there can was. I the... ask, was um the frat like exclusive in any way? Was there like a little bit? Sometimes, if if too many people showed up, one of the guys who lived there would like get on top of a couch and say, "If you don't know anybody here, you need to leave," and then nobody would leave. And then it a usually neighbor applied would call... to like underclassmen, though. Yeah, uh, awesome. they would. Yeah, and then one time the police got called. And I had never been at a party where the police had been called before. So me and a couple other people went and like hid in a bedroom and turned off the lights <laughs> for like 20 minutes. And one of the people in there was like from Belgium and he was 20 and drinking a beer. And we were like, if the police catch him, is he going to get deported? And yeah. he was like, if I get deported, I get deported and just kept <laughs> drinking. Um, I was, was at one party. Um, mom and dad, you can listen to this inside. I was at one party um, that the cops were called on and I was in the sororities with like everybody else was um, like in my pledge class, but I didn't drink at the time and I was completely sober and I was like, I will be the captain, like whatever you oh need. I was God. like, specialize me. I <laughs> am so sober. Um, and I think that wasn't helpful for anyone. Um <laughs> Cops were just like, it's loud. Everyone needs to go home. And I know sobbing because it was like the third party of the year. Everyone else was sobbing. And I was like, girls, it's really going to be okay. Everything's fine. Meanwhile, I would have been an absolute like, wreck. But yeah, I have peeled <laughs> off. Sid, I've peeled off most of my nail polish, but do we have the same color nail polish? Wait, like a light purple, like a lavender? Yes. Is it <gasps> <Yeah>. a- <laughs> this is incredible. So fully. Listeners at home. Okay. So these two fingers, I. Wow. 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 Um, fully, I never ever wear nail polish. I was doing um an acting job, and they had I was doing a photo double thing, and they had to paint my nails to be the same color as somebody else. So this is why. Yeah. They're painted. You don't have to explain it. They look good. Oh, thank you. Actually, had to paint over (laughs) them because they looked bad. It looked bad and I had to make them look better because they were like, it just has to be the same color. And I was like, doesn't it have to look believable? Like she got <laughs> You need to be in the character. <clears throat> what was your partying experience like in college, Sabrina? Oh, uh, I went to a lot of frat parties um, and I was on the crew team for the first two years. So I went to a lot of like rower crew parties, wow. which is nice. They were hot. Do you believe we're hanging out uh, with elite? She's elite. <laughs> was this like a, a like a campus school? Yeah, it was a UPenn in Philly. Oh, okay. okay, cool. So that was fun because then we would do like frat stuff, but then sometimes we'd go over the bridge into Center City and like go to like a BYOB and bring a whole jug of like this terrible wine. 
oh this place God. called Viola's, which I think got closed, but like it was the hot spot for, you know, like sophomore year group parties. <laughs> you were just Aww. literally like a gallon or something, like yeah. this big handle of gross wine. And box wine was a thing back in the day. Ooh, did you, did you still do box bag? wine? Yes. Slap the bag. Yeah. The I know bag. three people who got tonsillitis from the same slap the bag. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I never did it. I never did it, but. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Like I went to a couple of like regular college campusy parties, like when I was visiting my friends from home Mm -hmm. in Colorado, but I never New York, like we had like a novelty, like beer pong was like a novelty joke game Mm -hmm. that would appear at like, if you had a space for it, like. Oh, that's funny. There was a lot of beer pong. Yeah. A lot of beer pong and flip flip. Yeah. Very good with the risk. Very good. We would just like cram New York City college parties are literally cramming sixty to a hundred people in like a one and a half bedroom apartment and like uh, there have shots. been there have been times at parties where I was like, if I fall, I die. Oh, like <laughs> what fall do you, mean? you get trampled. Like you I would get trampled, yeah. This one Halloween party senior year, oh my god, it was literally I don't know if you were there. It was like wall to wall, no space like every no space at all to move senior year like, was when we kept we were like bopping around to like different parties right and they were all thrown by people we didn't trying know. to stay relevant and, pe- and and people like we didn't like and at the end we in our year stopped throwing parties that year though That's yeah because we I, were all we all hated each other <laughs> it is it has always been my dream to go to a New York City college party. I want to go so bad. Oh my God. Still? We find you one. It's <laughs> fun. Still. Sabrina. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'd be there for two minutes, Beck. I, I literally can't. I would just be in the corner observing. I couldn't okay, so partake. The, here's the thing. I went to um, I went to a college party when I was like at my school for homecoming. I went to like a Big Ten school. So like. Huge. Yeah, like a, like a, like a famous party school. Yeah. Um, Wait, where did you go? Indiana University. Okay. Fist of Blades. (laughs) Listeners at home, Fist of Blades. Um, And I went back, but it was like, I was part of this group, but we were like all going back. It was like the place that I worked. So like I knew everybody there and I was like this legend to them. And and, okay, that sounds so, no. No, that's sometimes that's just what happens when you're in college. You become a legend. Right. So that was like very fun, but I really like my big dream is to go to a college party where no one knows who I am. I have like the the beauty of anonymity and I just pretend that I'm a sophomore getting an English like with an English major. Like that I just I want to be her again. And the thing is I could. (laughs) Like it's not I mean once things open up but i could be her again look look at, I, this, look at the stupid sleeves on the sweater if this isn't a sweater <laughs> i've in my life i want to do that too sam i think who do you think we could like get to throw like a like throwback debaucherous college like pretend oh, college party like just being you know because now that we're older it has to yeah. be a little classy which is so <laughs> annoying i know like we can't run out of cups you know, you know we what have i miss? To rent a warehouse there has like, to be cheese there has to be cheese for some cheese. reason wine only like i know that i bring it but i'm like oh 
where's the four logo you know what i mean like the yeah. last time i rolled up to a college party with a strawberry was like if i had known it was the last oh. time i would have i would have probably brought two strawberries brought two <laughs> the most that was actually college night i got drunk was off of two sips of a strawberry and i was like oh no <laughs> Well, see, now I have no, I have the highest tolerance of all time. I wouldn't even get drunk at a college party. Yeah, no. Which I strengthened from drinking in a pandemic. So anyways, um, what were you saying, Sam? I don't even remember. <laughs> um, this, I feel like this movie is pretty straightforward. Oh, right. Um, the movie. <laughs> like, we're talking about a movie. The movie is pretty straightforward. There's not a whole lot to like dive. My mom texted me four times. So cute. Oh God, my my grandma text. My grandma called my mom because I didn't answer her text. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Oh my God, I love that. Is she dead? Yeah. Like, where is your daughter? I, oh. Should we just do like stray thoughts then? Yeah. Okay. So did anybody have anything else that they wanted to bring up that they haven't brought up I have a few. Tony's racist moment when she said, no one invites a Filipino to a dinner party. Yeah. I know. I know so many Filipino gays. And I was like, um, excuse me. They make the party, bitch. <laughs> she was talking about the other maid that she had. Yeah. She didn't know enough yeah. English. I was like, oh my God. And then also, um, I think the same maid she was talking about later saying, um, when the guy's not calling her back, Maria back, she's like, I know what kind of, she's like, maybe he got in an accident. She goes, I know what kind of accident happens to a man who never calls back an accident with boobs. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. Okay. And yeah. then later Maria and whatever this other maid's name is, they're like scrubbing the stairs and she is the cutest little button. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man- especially when she pours the water in his lap in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah bitch. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh, also, can we talk about that cute little boy at the table? Yes. Oh, the prodigy. <gasps> yes. Are you insured to touch boobs? I don't know. I haven't had the opportunity yet. I it's like I'm taking you home. I love these rich people who just have like random child. They just invited a child prodigies. to the thing. Yeah. They hired him to like play an arrangement after the That dinner. they don't even pay attention to. <laughs> Wasn't the arrangement of something really dumb? It was like songs my mother mother taught me. me. Yes, yes, not dumb. That's (laughs) the master who doesn't speak (laughs) with those silly little sunglasses. Yeah, Yeah. my I I really wanted this to be like a if it was by a playwright, why did why did the whole thing just not take place at the dinner party? Like, I I wanted to know about the rest of the people at the dinner party. Yes, me too. I wanted to know so bad. I wanted it to just mean Maria. I I liked that she wasn't savvy, but I also kind of would have liked to see her, like, the way that she interacts with everybody individually in the dinner party. I would have... I think I think that I would have liked her to be maybe a little bit more sad, but that also yeah um, doesn't go with like the entire concept of her character. So. Well, but I, you know, I, maids I, usually are the most savvy character, which is an interesting reason. Yeah. Well, I was a little confused too because when she was like, "Oh, I listened to Madam. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing," and then she doesn't do those things, like uh, which was obviously the whole Brion was the whole point. But I was yeah. like, 
wouldn't she be listening though? Wouldn't she be so scared to mess up that she would like correct her behavior? I also did not believe she was drunk, which I think is probably why she does act that way and like that what the movie wants you to believe. But we see her drink a glass and a half of wine and she's like, Oh no, I gotta go. Oh no, that's me though. I was yeah, because like I think she was like an old-fashioned like spanish lady and i don't know if she yeah. drinks it's kind of like you with the strawberries. maybe she was like yo yeah. <laughs> i posted plus it was good wine too it's like really it was expensive wine, wine. That's you know it's easier to get drunk on that as i've recently learned by spending employment you're moving up good wine yeah nice <laughs> congratulations wow. thank you um yeah that's all i have to say <laughs> Yeah. Uh, did you yeah, have anything cool. else, Sabrina? No. Did you want to do the uh, is the words coming up? Oh, yeah. I, can... I just I just <laughs> wanted to make sure that we were all done. Uh, so, Jake, your favorite yes. movie that we've seen so far for this podcast has been Fun Mom Dinner. Is Madame better than Fun Mom Dinner? I'm gonna say yes. Woo! Really? My favorite movie. Well. I um I think I might actually rewatch this. I actually did enjoy it. I like a low st- like I said I like a low stakes indie French kind of not luck going on movie. I don't know. It's just Cause... like some movies are romps and this is a stroll. A stroll. Like a Sofia Coppola movie is like a stroll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was actually more fun in some I don't know. Sofia Coppola is like a stroll, but it like make it sometimes it's like, why don't you think about being serious? And it's like, why? <laughs> I want to watch Fun Mom Dinner. dinner. Yeah, watch Fun Mom Dinner. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I'm no. looking uh, it up. It's actually yeah. don't watch the trailer. The trailer is really bad. What? Watch party. Do watch party. We can yes. do a, a house party watch party together, and we can drink. Oh my god, I would love like that. when I come back there. Well, no, we can Me? do it. Well, it yes, but also no. We can do it on <laughs> the internet. We can do it like yeah. the Skype situation. Do you know? Oh, okay. see, I'm well, so old. I'm like also. Oh, do you know right. about Netflix party? <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah, Netflix yeah. Party. yeah. That it's thing a Chrome where, extension. Um, you like it's a Chrome extension. You send people a link, and it's the movie, and then there's like a little chat room on the side of the screen. Sam and oh, I gosh, watched so Perks of Being a Wallflower together that way. Oh, yeah. I love Super that movie. Early. Oh my god, it. so long. I, love it I just so reread the book. I cannot Are you believe how well it holds up. Really? Yeah. I was very. You sound like you reread it recently, and you didn't think so. Oh no, I um, <clears throat> I don't find even the genre of coming of age to hold up when the movies come oh. out. So if you feel that strongly about Perks of Being a Wallflower, then nice. I think. I was very in the camp of me, Earl, and the dying girl because they came out like mm. basically the same time, right? So I felt like I was, I was, I was such an annoying person in high school. I was like, well, I watched this other movie, um, and it's like the same with <laughs> them. So maybe I should read a book. I, coming of Age is my favorite genre, so I'm I very am biased, such but... a sucker for Coming of Age. I will watch any Coming of Age movie. I know. Have you seen Boyhood? No, I haven't. I don't care about boys. <laughs> no, but no, I know. But his sister's in it. But also, She's Boyhood is like cool to like when you know everything about it. It's just really impressive. Boyhood Nothing is like so yeah. It's just like very warm to me. I love it. Mm. But I mean, rewatching it, like I yeah, it is like very like 
bland vanilla american family in a way like there's not a lot of there is a high stakes moment with an abusive stepfather but but other than that it's just very like i'm going to school but it's great (laughs) i love it i love it so much (laughs) okay so here on the tony awards we give three awards to each and every movie the first of which is best prop so sabrina what was your best prop my favorite prop um best prop was steven's drinking bowl I just loved how he drank his alcohol out of a bowl versus a glass. I was like, I'm doing that. <laughs> That's mine. Uh, what about you, Jake? Mine was a gigantic chess set. Ooh. Um, there's a scene where Tony is playing gigantic chess that's like literally life-size with um, this woman and it's fun. Yeah. Uh, my best prop, I actually wrote at the very beginning of the movie, Tony's pastel barrettes, because I just thought <laughs> that they were so ridiculous. <laughs> what was your best prop, Sid? Um, I think I'm going to go with the Van Cleef and Arpels necklace. <laughs> Since you know I, what it is, yeah. like, couldn't get over. I, like, I desperately hope that I'm that that's actually what the brand of the necklace was but like i couldn't get over she wore it with every outfit and it was not cute it was just a bunch of squares tied together yeah they're like they're clovers yeah oh i didn't pick up on the fact that that was from her lover that's why she keeps wearing it she's like yeah oh yeah or he really liked it or something but like it had to do with the lover oh real quick was he the one that she got into the pool with naked yes I didn't yeah. get why he rejected they never sh- it. They never showed his face, so I was like, I can't tell who this is. No, he's a guy who swims. A little confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he... he I like that scene, though. Um, Sid, what was your best Tony moment? Oh, naked walking into the pool. Started, started to take that from everybody else. But I mean, the power that held... Yeah. That was powerful. It was yeah. very artful, I thought. Sabrina would have been. I you. like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. I was going to say that one too, but like I should have had a backup ready. Um, shoot, 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 shoot. Oh, wait, I know. My favorite toy moment was when they're in the car, her and Carvey, Carvey Keitel. And like mostly when he's like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> he's like, let me get food. And she just keeps talking. They're in about... front of their favorite restaurant. Yeah, she's like, that's my favorite restaurant. What's he trying to pull? She's just like, can't handle it. She's insane. Yeah. Very extra. Uh, my favorite Tony moment was her barely concealed rage right after the dinner party when she approaches Maria in the kitchen and she's like, I was scared. I barely speak. We told you not to talk and you talked a lot. And then she's like, <laughs> I thought it was so fucking like perfectly like evil when she's like, you can't tell the difference between people laughing with you and laughing at you. And I can because I'm a professional housewife. I was like, like fucking gold all, star. I know like, she was like, like, you know what this means? Ha <laughs> Do you know what this means? <laughs> That's that she did the laughs. But I understood them. I was like, am I a, like, am I part of the problem? I don't know. I thought they both sounded nice. I mean, it was like, <laughs> that was like, that was transcendent. The two laughs were definitely. I was, I really was just like, take me now. Like I could sink into the couch and die and I would be okay. What was your best Tony moment, Jake? Um, I decided when 
the son is drunk, passed out on the couch, and the his Harvey Keitel slaps him to wake him up. And then in the back, he like goes, "Come on, wake up!" And Tony goes, "Slap him harder!" <laughs> <laughs> like without a breath, just like slap him harder. Like she wanted, oh, she should have slapped him. I really want to see Tony do more comedies. I know that when she got the script to Hereditary, she said, stop sending me horror movies. I want to do more comedies. And then she saw the Hereditary script and was like, never mind. I'm a horror babe through and through. But (laughs) I really want to see her do like something where she's really like getting the laughs. Yeah. And not just like a side character either. Yeah. She's in comedies, but she's never like the main comedic force she's always the straight man or like a supporting character yeah uh jake what was your custom award mine is um the oscar that never was baby award um (laughs) this movie literally reminded me of roma and parasite and i at the end i was because roma's about like a you know a woman who employs a maid vice whatever i only watched the first two hours of that movie um but then parasite is class right so yeah. then at the end when the music was getting ominous and the wind was blowing i thought maria was gonna kill tony and i was like here for it i was like i love a last minute genre shift i think that was a <laughs> really fun moment so that yeah. was my award uh what about you sid um Mine was best or most eyeshadow, really. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed at the dinner party, there was like palettes upon palettes of eyeshadow on these women's eyelids. Just everybody was oh, yeah. at really intense eyeshadow. Um, and it kind of lessened throughout the movie, but the the makeup team was doing God's work. That's for yeah. sure. I also had a um honorary mention best hallways. There were some excellent, like, long hallway shots in this film. This was a visually <laughs> beautiful movie. There were mm-hmm. so many shots that were just absolutely gorgeous. And I'm not somebody who ever notices when shots are gorgeous. So Well, maybe you should watch more French films, Sam. <laughs> I should. Uh, what about you, Sabrina? Um, best man boobs for Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> Still into it. I don't care. <laughs> Amazing. When he has to get up to, like, when they're about ready to have sex, he's like, all right. And he has to take <laughs> off. Ugh. I thought he was getting up to get, like, some Viagra out of the door. He's like, give me five minutes. <laughs> I need to get settled. I, I can't wait to be old and married with my old spouse and for us to each take upwards of half an hour to get ready for sex. Mm. Uh, my <laughs> custom award. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, my custom award was the best soundtrack award. Uh, oh, the best, best sound- one. Soundtrack slash score because there were so many like beautiful piano moments during the movie and also the song that plays during the opening uh i like did research to find out the name of it so that i could add it to my spotify it's called rockin dollars by william scheller and it fucking rules i'm in a <laughs> i'm already removed yeah. by the score the only tony collette score that i was moved by 
that I remember is the Esther Blue Burger, that one song that played. Oh, yeah. But I, I think that we should make a Tony Spotify playlist um, and uh, promote it. And it's just her band. Yeah. She has a band, you guys. She Tony, Tony Collette has a band? Tony Collette and The Finish. And the finish. That's so hot. <laughs> we I haven't know. listened yet, but we're going to do a whole episode about it. Do you know what months, her... So her role in the band is oh because she Singer. sings because yeah she sings. she sings well do you know the uh the score for the hours is the soundtrack at the current met fashion exhibit what about time is the name of the exhibit and oh the score God. is the hours yeah by philip glass i think he did it he did sometimes if i have like a half hour to kill i'll just turn on the hours fast forward to a random moment and just watch that's so sad <laughs> God damn. Are you okay? No. <laughs> no. Fast forward to Tony rejecting Julianne's lesbian advances each and then watch it every day. Yeah. Every day I watch Julianne more consider killing herself and then uh read Mrs. Dalloway and decide not no. to. I'm sorry, it's not sad. Every day I've been trying to watch I May Destroy You, getting really uncomfortable and then watching 30 Rock. That is a hilarious trade up. Yeah. I made it's, a story. It really is the like only watch one episode at a time kind. It, it was, is so, so intense. I it cannot. was truly made to be released weekly. Yes. it was, And it was, right? Yeah, it was. And I needed that week to recover. Oof. I know, I know that I'm was not the time else. to bring it up, but I completely forgot that I'm thinking of ending things changed my life, and that was Tony. So, oh my oh, god, I still haven't seen haven't... that. I'm yeah, waiting no, for the I, podcast. I feel like we're weird about watching things she's in. Like every time the past year, someone's like, "Tony's in this." Oh my god, I'm like, I gotta wait eight months. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, okay. I will say it's an amazing, like it's a good winter movie. It's like a winter, mm. like a, not like a holiday movie. It is a winter movie, so I would say get it in before Puxitani Phil lets us. Yeah, know. we're uh, we're covering it at like the end of March, but much like you, I am always cold, so it's going to yeah. still be winter for me until I would say like mid May. I would say just put on a beanie, and that'll take you <laughs> for that yeah. duration oh. of the viewing. Yeah, Sam, yeah. Sam can rock a beanie. I, so, it was all I wore in freshman during the frat college. during these frat parties that we were talking about. Just picture Sam with a beanie on and and like and raccoon eyeliner. Yeah, like oh I would never. Oh yeah, I could, you like eyeliner? I, were you I, wearing I, Converse? No, I wasn't. Oh, you sure? No, I've never. I've never had Converse. My family shops sure. at Kohl's. Right. <laughs> So I was wearing Converse. So, uh, so imagine my raccoon black eyeliner, like black beanie that I stole from my brother. And then my entire wardrobe is Kohl's. And I would go to these parties and be like, hey. hey have you guys seen Perks of Being a Wallflower? Yeah. So you're like, and you'd be, you'd, be like, you'd be like, I've never finished it. <laughs> oh, it yeah. took me years. Sam did identify as Daria for a period of time on Tumblr. I, well, when I was in high school, I had a friend randomly one day tell me that I wasn't original. I was just a Daria knockoff. That's mm. some friend. Yeah. So I made it my Tumblr username. Take that. An original bitch. Daria. Yeah. Pretty good. I was almost Daria for Halloween this year. And then there was no Halloween. So, yeah. Huh? What's well, Sabrina? I see that. 
Oh, I there can was see Halloween. that, but you're just you know, the Matilda was just the best, so I could yeah. only see Matilda. That's right. I ended up being Matilda. <laughs> so well, most cute. I had a perfect Daria sweater and a perfect Daria skirt, and I was like, "This costume mm-hmm. is good to go." And I was invited to some like '90s specific thing that like ended up no one did it. Oh. So I was like, "Oh, if yeah. I next this year." Oh, believe me, I, I'm going to go to a Halloween party every day of October. Mm-hmm. Yes. That actually should be the setup. I hope that's the setup in New York. Everyone's vaccinated. <laughs> we did do Halloween last year, like, every day, or at least once oh. a week, like a really big one every week. This if nothing else, I'll go to a Halloween party of all time. in yes. every borough. I'll go to a Halloween party in every borough. Yes. Except oh, for, yeah. I don't really want to go to Staten Island. Oh, like, you don't have to. Staten Island doesn't count. Yeah. Okay. You can take a picture by the ferry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's have a party on the Staten Island Ferry. That'd mm-hmm. actually be pretty fun. And then everybody get off. All the commuters will be so excited. Yeah. Well, it's, isn't it 24 hours? Yeah, it's 24 hours and it's free. Exactly. That is yeah. a 10 out of 10 fun. situation for me. Wow. We I just ride the, the ferry show. back and forth. And they yeah, sell beer on the so That's basically a. Pretend you're on a yacht. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Well, if you take the Staten Island Ferry when it's cold, like even like late April, you'll be like the only person standing outside, like on the deck, and that's romantic. Life hack. You just wear like a fur coat and like a one of those um. A like, No, one of those uh like. <laughs> hats with the um like beads coming off of it, like in the twenties. Oh. oh yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh, like about. the cap. Like a Cleopatra, but not appropriation. Like, uh, like the yeah. like the hat, like the beanie version of it. Those beaded, yeah. The beaded hat. Like, it's like a beaded cap, and then they have mm-hmm. the long fringe. Those definitely have a name, yeah. and I wish I could tell you. Like, you would think from watching years and years of Drag Race, and also having a Harry Bradshaw's race. New Year's outfit yeah. in the movie. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> do either of you have anything to plug? Sabrina, uh, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I don't know. No. That's how we end the life. Sabrina is still living her life, and she's plugging her life. Yeah, she's gonna make it through 2021. Stay tuned. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, I guess um my Instagram said the K periods in between. Yeah, all the words. Uh, well, and then when life opens back up hopefully sabrina and i will restart our show which is the sid and sabrina the show sid and sabrina show one of the most fun shows also for They're being so a central cute. park show so easy to find the location yay awesome that's all sabrina yeah i changed it like every week i was like no wait 20 degrees to the right <laughs> but think, think about that the fact that we did change locations practically every week and it was still easy to find is yeah no small feat many yeah. central park shows are a solid 12 minutes walk from the street like into the park yeah um sometimes i would all the bathroom basically yeah i'd be trying to find a show i'd i'd be like just text <laughs> the host be like i'm sorry i'm dead <laughs> I'm just too ashamed <laughs> to admit that I have no directional skills. So funny. We had to get Olga, though. That was really, that was, that was the highlight, I think. Of that was a stressful Listen. moment. And it's it's funny because. Wait, you got what? We had we lost Olga Neymar. But we, she was like, <sighs> I can't find anybody. 
And she's like, I'm where they are at Stand Up New York. And Sabrina goes, oh, go get her. Because Sabrina was bringing up the next comic. And I was like, I got it. My phone was dead because they had been <laughs> live streaming and died halfway through the oh, show. No. And then um, Sabrina's like, I was like, wait, she's going to start moving. And she's not going to be at the Stand Up New York show. So then at one I point, there was, just, there was just Sid nor Sabrina at the Sid and Sabrina show. <sighs> Everybody looking for Olga Neymar. And she rolls up on... <laughs> And I was like, you're on in two minutes. Is that okay? And she's like, she's like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. It's fine. The best part was I we, I had my dog Lucy with us because she's like our mascot. I just <laughs> left Lucy. <laughs> and by the time that we had brought, the three of us were coming back, I see Lucy at the intersection. Like, oh, again, no. the dog off her collar and leash. And she's just standing there like, where are, where'd my mom go? Oh, like, oh my God, it was a mess. So yeah, she was fine. seconded. That moment was only seconded by Lucy pooping on the stage oh my while God. Sabrina was doing Why? her set. Yeah, just, it made a great picture though. It, I think that has the most likes on my page. That's awesome. <laughs> and it wasn't even like um, Arin who got the photo. It was like one of Grop's Grop's friends, friends right? Yeah, <laughs> that was in the audience. It took a picture oh at the perfect God. time. And I was like, this is going to be my profile pic now. That's perfect. <laughs> my friends were genuinely concerned. They're like, is Lucy okay? She just like got up there and pooped. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you're so, she just is, tries to embarrass me. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She knows. She's a poodle. She's very smart. Yeah. She's too smart. She's evil. <laughs> she's like, t- she is Tony Collette. If that is the ending <laughs> <laughs> podcast, my dog is Tony Collette and Madam. I swear to God. Ma'am? Oh Ma'am? Ma'am? Ma'am. Hi, ma'am. Ma'am, these are new tights. I'm going to have to ask you to get down off of my legs. <laughs> did you get the sheer text? I did, I got sheer text. Awesome. Because I kept seeing the some like discounts come through and I didn't want to be too for creepy and just be like, said they have 15% off. Yes, yes. I got, um, I got a pair of nude hose and a pair of black tights and I was like I just hope this means I will have dogs to jump on me in the future <laughs> oh my god so yeah oh Jake sheer texts are these really heavy not heavy indestructible duty, tights is what they say yeah that's oh, awesome okay good yeah. but okay, I was worried <laughs> I was worried <laughs> sheer text sounds like a military <laughs> operation but yeah I've worn tights before I have a theater degree don't worry when <laughs> Fair. At some point in my illustrious when did you wear tights? Theater career. Was it for our country's good? In high school. Oh. No, at country's good, I didn't even wear socks. Just put my feet in boots. <laughs> so cute. I was a That's convict. right. You were like, weren't you like barefoot on stage or Probably. a bunch of people I was were a barefoot? Muddy, a muddy convict in Australia. Yeah, you were Scottish. Mm. And Jake was in this play at our college <laughs> where Yeah, you were Scottish. The, <laughs> The play opens with him like rising oh, up yeah. from the floor and going yeah. like, "I love moist cunt." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, what did I say? What did I say? What did I say?" Um, oh, to, uh... it's something like moss. And I wasn't Scottish. Cunt. I was uh, no, that's from the book Sophie's Choice. Oh right. Um, <laughs> I I was actually from Gloucestershire, and my line was. Uh, Oh, to seek English cunt, warm, moist, soft. Oh, yeah, that was it. God damn it. I said it in the first 30 seconds of the play. It was fun. 
And then you brought that like 12 year old girl from your church to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She visited me (laughs) with her family. (laughs) With her family. Jake flew her out from Colorado. (laughs) He's like, you want to see me in a play, Abigail? No, 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 no. no. Well, now she's in college. So I can't keep track. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a lovely episode. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, ma'am. This is awesome.